Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 34 of Deep in the Novo. I'm Ryan Novozinski, joined here, as always, by my co-host, Sadiq Tuma. And OSU had two games yesterday, right? It, was, it wasn't just the OSU versus Baylor uh, football matchup. It was OSU versus Wichita State, a matchup that I feel like went a little bit under the radar, obviously, because football right. is usually reign supreme here at OSU. But, man, what a game, right? We watched it afterwards. I watched it afterwards. Um, and, man... What an exciting game. This is probably the most exciting game of the year, I'd say. Yeah, I think so. It was, <laughs> it was an interesting, interesting game. It sure. was. It was a great time. Um, uh, and, you know, maybe you were tuning in, uh, you know, here and there between commercial breaks um, or, or during, you know, the 42-3 to blowout of the football game. But, my goodness, we, we you can't talk about this game without talking about the shot towards the end. 9.8 seconds. Kate Cunningham did not hit a single basket in the second half until 9.8 seconds to go okay and it was the biggest shot of the game it was <laughs> it was just it was one of those things where great players can struggle all game long mm-hmm. but when the match when the when that last basket comes and they need to hit it they hit it big players take big plays. <laughs> uh-huh. uh yeah my goodness this guy Cade Cunningham is something else right because you're right there's games uh where you know a, a elite athlete an elite player will have some of these performances right where sure. it's not up to par of their usual standard um scoring wise at least but once you look down, once you look into it, there were some definitely good things from Kate Cunningham last night, especially that shot. Right. Um, so let's start there. Let's start with Kate Cunningham and and what you saw from the holistic perspective of this performance. Right. Because you, you, you look at the um, the 10 points and you, you might think, OK, yeah, that's that's his crappiest performance of the year. But I, I don't think it was that bad at all. You know, he was dishing it out right there. There were some things there that obviously he needs to uh, he, he needs to improve. Sure. But. This guy is is obviously he's one of the best players in the country, if not the best. The more and more I watch Kate Cunningham, the more and more I realize just how next level intelligent he is. Yeah, like to a to a ridiculous degree. Because here's the thing about Kate Cunningham, there is not. Or let me start off by saying this: not all help defense is created equal, mm-hmm. right? He is so smart that he understands not only how to draw in the defense to find the open guy. Mm-hmm. He also understands when not to drive and pass because it would create a turnover. Mm-hmm. Because you see him and his pace and his understanding is so smart. Because he knows he knows those guys are out there. He knows he's being shaded every single sure. play or at least a lot of plays. And there's times where I'm watching now. I'm watching how the defense is moving, and they they'll they'll maybe sometimes they bracket around. Sometimes they lightly bracket mm-hmm. around. And he knows when he's got that one on one matchup when he can go attack and he can go take a shot because because he knows he can drive in, use his strength. And he also understands that. He mm-hmm. understands that he's not the athletically gifted John Morant, Damian Lillard, oh, no. <laughs> right? He understands that. He understands he's big, he's strong, he's a good athlete, but he understands his limitation. He knows where to take shots from. That's why you rarely ever see him take mm-hmm. a bad shot. He understands when the defense is cr- is cramping in the paint, and even if he did dish it out, someone wouldn't be open. Yep. He understands that even if he went in and got help defense cramped around him and he made it pass, they still wouldn't be open, or it would be a turnover. Mm-hmm. And he understands when he has to, that, when that's about to happen in ten seconds. It's almost like you can see in the future, where he's he's standing there one on one, sizing a guy up. Yeah, he can he can drive by that guy, but he knows two three guys are going to be there, but they're not just going to be there. Mm-hmm. He knows they're going to be there and cut off the passing lanes. So instead of doing that, he just you know dribbles a few times, uh-huh. sizes a guy up, pulls up for a three, or pulls up in the mid range, or even smarter, 
passes to someone else, <laughs> Isaac Likely or someone else on the perimeter who might drive in or who might pass to someone else. Who played fantastic, by the way. Exactly, and there's no stat to measure this because you pass it out to that guy, and then he passes maybe to Farron in the edge, mm-hmm. who, or even just you know Avery Anderson or someone who drives in, and maybe that guy doesn't even get a basket. <laughs> maybe he passes someone else, and that passes to another person. Then it goes in. That's next level because you're making that just because you understand that if I drive in, the percentage is not going to be very good. And this is what I'm talking about. He's so smart that he understands when not to make passes because they'll create turnovers. Mm-hmm. And it sounds a lot simpler than I'm talking about. He understands when he could you could say, yeah, he, he can drive in, he'll draw double teams, and then he can pass out. He understands when those angles are there and when they're not there. And not just while he's driving, but before he drives. So he just doesn't drive. Sure. And that's what I mean. That's the real value. Because what you don't have a basket from him, he's passing to someone else who's passing to someone else who's going to score or going to drive or going to make another pass to mm-hmm. someone else. And that's where the value comes in winning basketball. That's what you talk about when you have a floor general and a very smart one. And that's why you see Isaac Likely getting so many easier looks, being able to post up down there, finding as a secondary guy now, he's just finding a lot easier. Like you said, a much better game. He's finding a lot better looks. And Kate Cunningham just amazes me more and more because the type of shots he's taking. On that last one, I, I was full confident when he was about to pull it up because he's so smart. And he under- he, I saw the defense. They were slowly, slowly just cramping mm-hmm. up. They're the whole help defender slowly cramping up to that paint. He understands that. Let me size this guy up and then pull up in his face. He did that several other times. And there's times where you see him, and he's not hes not just going ahead. Right? He's hes scanning the defense constantly. And there's times where you see him. I mean, if you want to see if I'm lying or not, watch a play where Cade Cunningham just drives in one-on-one and watch how the other help defenders weren't there to help. Mm-hmm. Right? You understand when he understands. He understands when to drive in. I mean, watch. There's several plays where he's just going one-on-one with a guy, and when he drives in, using his body to go up for a shot, there's no help defense. Mm-hmm. There's times where there is help defense, then he finds a pass. But it's always the right pass. And that's why when you see him turn the ball over, it's because he just <laughs> there's there's certain situations where you're just too cramped and there's yeah. no way. There's times where he goes to the baseline and he gets trapped two guys, but the way he's trapped in those ones, he's not going to turn the ball over. He's just waiting for a cutter or waiting for a shooter. That's what I'm talking about, next-level judgment. And it's so impressive because it shows up in winning basketball. So at the end of the night, he has 10 points. He has a bad stat line, a unforgiving shooting percentage. Who cares? Because in the end, you won the game because this guy put you in a position to win. Yeah, and and you know when you look at it too, um, going back to your first point, do you remember? Uh, it, you you talked about Cade Cunningham sees the future, right? right. <laughs> do you remember NBA Two K sure. when you would when you'd play my career and you'd get a pass to assist? Sure. I yeah, yeah that's Cade, that, Cade that, Cunningham would be racking but, those up. But I'm saying he's like a pass to a pass to a exactly. pass to an assist, right? And it's just it's overall it's like yeah, I know you're talking about the teammate grade. Where he's making passes, he's he's spacing the floor properly, he's taking good shots. Mm-hmm. You get plus points for that. Mike Boynton understands this stuff, right? That's why you have th- the value of someone like this. It's so smart and understanding. Okay, let me hand it off to Bryce Williams there. Let me let him attack. Let me space the floor because him just being there, people gravitate toward that. People are affected by that. Mm-hmm. It's like in football, you have Tylen Wallace, mm-hmm. and guys gravitate that way, and you open up other lanes. Same thing here. In basketball, that happens. And he doesn't just have to have the ball in his hands to do that, but he does because he's a point guard and because he's a floor general and because his IQ is ridiculously high, he understands how to do that. And that, that was a big thing. And then he gets your points when he needs to, right? The, the three at the end. He is still your best player by mm-hmm. far. Obviously, one of the best players in the nation. He is ridiculous, but his his value is just so so ridiculous because I gotta stop using the word ridiculous. <laughs> but his he is not this flashy guy, right? Mm-hmm. He's not like John Morant was, or he's not like RJ Barrett or Zion Williamson. 
he people want to make him that because he's the number one recruit. You want to see on ESPN every time he'll make a jump shot, they want to put something there, uh-huh. right? But he's not that flashy guy. He's not. But he's got he's got some of that where he's got the dunk like you saw against Oral Roberts or Oakland or whoever it was. He's got the mm-hmm. the, the the game winning three. He's gonna make those plays here and there. But he's not that flashy guy. He's yeah. a winning basketball player whose value just goes so far beyond it. Who's perfect for any system? Sure. Seriously, yeah, any right. system. Exactly. Um, you know, what what whatever t- team has Cade Cunningham in their starting lineup, obviously the talent's there. But he makes everyone around him better, and that's such a cliche. But right. it's the truth, right? It, it it he makes people who make other people better, right? He he creates yeah. these kind of opportunities for people, and it's especially evident with Isaac Likely. And I mean, right. he is playing out of his mind to get uh, with Cade Cunningham. I feel like. And this is what I talked about with a guy like Draymond Green all these years. I've been shouting about how good Draymond Green is, because aside from the passing, from the setting picks and rebounds and hustle plays and blah blah blah. It's like Cade Cunningham. The understanding it just goes beyond the statue, goes beyond just the plays you see, really. Where it's it's just it's a nuanced thing where it's just it if you take such good shots, you understand it, and that's why the team flows so much better. But Draymond Green is a different example because he's he's taking good and making it great. Yeah, Cade will take bad and make it great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, he's just that sort of generational player. And yeah, Isaac Likely, another one who's had a great game, and you saw it. He, it's th- this is what I said from day one. Those two look, they understand how to play with each other. Right, they they're very similar in their play style, and it's it's advantage to have two point guards who are who can run, drive downhill and create. We're obviously both excellent passers, but the way Isaac Likely, obviously we know he could post up from last year, but there it's understanding for Cade and this team getting Isaac Likely the ball in the post, for Isaac Likely attacking the offensive rebounds. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, that's what I was gonna bring up. Right, but you can just see him down there creating plays from there, uh, being able to shoot a little bit now, being able to attack from there to direct it to floor space to understand how to go and oh, he he is another guy where he will impact the game in a lot more statistical way rebounding he's leading his team in rebounding huge plays amazing defense mm-hmm. obviously can create plays can run in transition he is a smart guy he can get the ball to the right guy right if if you if Kate throws it to him Isaac likely understands okay I attack I shoot or I pass mm-hmm. and sometimes that pass leads to insist Sometimes that pass leads to a guy who will pass to another guy mm-hmm. or, or will drill drive and then score. No assist there, but good basketball, yeah. right? And that's how you win. That's really how you win. Something I think that was great with Isaac Likely the other day and has been great from him all season is that attacking of those offensive rebounds, right? right? His ability to follow up not only his own shots, but other people's shots, his teammates' shots, sure. is fantastic. And not only that, he's an aggressor down there, too. We saw it. He led the team in, he leads the team in rebounds. Yeah. He led the team in offensive rebounds the other day. I'm pretty sure he led, led the team in overall rebounds too um but when when he gets down there too it's not like he's just getting the rebound and, and dishing it out which he does sometimes but he goes up too he goes back up and he draws these fouls and not yeah. only does he draw the fouls he makes the free throws too perfect on free throws the other day pretty good uh, free throw uh, percentage of the season man this guy is all around he's getting so much better right he's elevating that game that we saw Isaac Likely when he was a freshman right when he was that slasher right and that was sort of just just his his game right and and yeah. almost hesitant definitely hesitant from the three-point shot which yeah. is fine Understand, which like, was fine like we always talked about uh, it's good <laughs> but he's getting so much better oh my goodness Isaac Likely the junior the old man Isaac Likely yeah. right who's which sounds so bizarre but it's so much better. He, he's getting improving every single year and every single game, it seems like. He's so talented with the ball in his hands as a slasher, as a downhill driver, that he only needs to take one, two, three a game. And it's not just to not score. It's to just make the defense respect it. Yep. Because if they're playing 10 feet off him, obviously it's a very different game. When guys want to double team and then pass Isaac Likely, if he's not shooting it. Mm-hmm. Again, I like I said, don't 
shoot it if you can't shoot it. Yeah. Which is why I thought it was great that he didn't shoot the three-pointer. Everyone wants to shout and scream, but it's smart. It really is. But the fact that he can just shoot one, two, if he, you know, he shoots two and makes one of them, it's going to make the defense respect it mm-hmm. more and more. His, his, his motion, you know, his shooting mechanics look a lot better. They do. And the, the shooting percentage is better. It's probably close to 50%. Obviously, a very small volume, but they do look a lot better. He looks a lot better. And you're right. He's this aggressive guy down the post. He knows how to find guys out of the post. He attacks the ball. He's he's so strong in the post. It's very difficult mm-hmm. to really contain him. You're right. He grabs his rebounds and then puts the ball back up. It's it's awesome to see. And he is a great compliment down to Cade Cunningham because he's a guy where you can when, – when like I talked about with Cade, the next level understanding – where he knows where this defense is. Now, I'll say this also. Cade has the luxury versus, I'll compare it to Trey Young. Mm-hmm. If Trey Young, who has a very, again, very smart IQ, very smart basketball player, if he undersees the defense and knows, okay, I'm not going to get anything out of this, uh, let me pass it out. Who's he passing it out to? <laughs> I, my God, I forgot. I used to follow this team, Rashard Odoms and all mm-hmm. these clowns, my goodness. Brady <laughs> Yeah, I mean, these, that guy was just a catch and shoot guy. I, yeah. I, he was their second best player. He was. No one could handle the ball. No one could do anything. Nobody could score wide open catch and shoot shots. So for Trey Young, he would do all these smart things, but it just looked really bad mm-hmm. because he didn't have the teammates. For Cade, he can do these great things of, when I say great, I mean, they're so subtle yeah. that you won't even see them where he's just handing the ball out before driving into a what's about to be a mesh of four people where he can't make a shot, can't make a pass, can't do anything besides turn the ball over. When he passes it out, he's passing out to a playmaker in Isaac Likely who can attack these gaps and these unset defenses, sometimes set defenses, just because they're expecting Kate Cunningham to come, then suddenly a pass out to Isaac Likely, and it's a true one-on-one matchup. Yeah. right. That's the advantage. And the fact that you can do that with a guy like Isaac Likely who's – in essence, could be just a starting point guard on almost all college basketball mm-hmm. teams. That's such an advantage, and he is such a great playmaker. He is. Yeah, he is. And, you know, he's really elevating his game, like sure. I said, uh, over the past couple of performances. Um, and also, I mean, just as a side point, we talked about turnovers early. Yeah. And I didn't think they were super concerning because I thought UT Arlington played it really well. Mm-hmm. I thought uh, where the second team was, I think Texas Southern, mm-hmm. right, uh, played it really well in the defense and how they were. But And I thought that was a lot more of it. The, the sets, like I talked about, the offensive sets were very, I don't want to call them bad, but mm-hmm. <laughs> they they were, you could see that it was just a lot of drive and kick motion. And it was, there wasn't much. There was just pick and rolls. They were just drive in, pass to an open guy. Either he shoots a three or drives in. And I think a lot of that had to do with, you know, new guys who were learning to play together, but also Mike Boyd not getting the time to focus on offensive sets and more so hindering or hampering on offense, on um, defensive rebounding mm-hmm. and also defense. But now it seems like their offense is a lot more of a flow. You see a lot more. Uh, Mike Boyne is. A, I'm realizing game after game, he is a really good guy at trying up out out of bounds plays. Mm-hmm. But you take that, the offense sets look better. The way guys are moving is better. They're, it's simple sometimes. It's simple motion because you have such good playmakers. You don't just get them the ball in their hands. But it's it's like that. And the turnovers are better down. Guys are you know playing better. And when you do have turnovers, they're not turnovers that are so bad. They're not like. You're passing to a guy across the court, and it just gets like, – like we always talk about, right? There's there's turnovers. There's bad turnovers. Mm-hmm. I said not all help defense create equal. Not all turnovers are created equal either because there are certain turnovers where you hit the ball out. You know, you pass the ball. Say you're standing at the top of the three-point line. You pass to a guy on the wing. But instead of it being a completed pass, the defender knocks it. It goes out, and suddenly he's on transition, mm-hmm. and the entire um, Oklahoma State team is behind him. Right, that's bad because the guy who yeah. has a wide open basket, or it's a two on one, or one on one, or three on two, or whatever. 
those are different turnovers. Those are bad turnovers. You go into transition, you go to semi-transition. Those are things that coaches hate. Right now, there are turnovers. Again, there's no good turnovers, <laughs> but there are aren't not bad turnovers. And Oklahoma State, when they do turn the ball over, it's okay because they're in su- subtle things. Sometimes they're offensive fouls, which are difficult, right, with the charges mm-hmm. because a lot of times they can go either way. And those, those are – okay, I'll say this. The good turnover, if you want to call it, are dead ball turnovers, mm-hmm. right? Things where you do have an offensive foul and then you got to inbound the ball or things where you throw it out of bounds because you mean to throw it someone and mm-hmm. it falls out of bounds because you get your defense back, you get set, you get, you're get you not you know worried, oh, my God, there's transition, everyone grab a man. And it's it's better in that sense. But it's – and they're, they're, those turnovers come from, you know, passes that sometimes you get a little bit like this or that or – Different things here and there, which are fine. You know, you're, you're going to have some turnovers. Mm-hmm. No one's going to stick at zero. But the fact that that turnover problem is gone, I don't think isn't being talked about enough. And I think that's important because that's a key thing, right? You don't want to turn the ball over. Those are position. Those are possessions that are lost. You'd always rather a shot than a shot clock violation. Yeah. Well, yeah, totally. Um, and that that's that's how this offense has been able to mesh this year, right? And and uh, the turnovers, you know, like you said, good turnovers, bad turnovers, and and this team is finding a balance with those. Um. Now, when you look at some of these other supplemental pieces, right, you look mm-hmm. at uh, Rondell Walker and what he was able to do the other day, Bryce Williams and how he's uh, doing on this season and the impact that he's having. When you look at Rondell, first and foremost, I mean, you look at how he shot the other day, and I think it was great, you know, and and, uh, and not only that, but, you know, the, the way he's able to be that supplemental piece to some and, and guys off the bench, right, and uh, and, and how he's, they're able to uh, progress in the season as well. Number one thing is between him and Bryce, you have to be so impressed, right? Yeah. I think right now what Rondell is probably their second leading scorer. Yes, I'd is, say so. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I, yeah, I think statistically mm-hmm. I think he is. Um, but it's the reason you see those two guys on the floor so much in late crunch time too. Yeah. They play defense. Sure. They, they not just are really good at playing defense, they love playing defense. Mm-hmm. You see the energy, the motor, and the lateral quickness. Bryce Williams, it's so impressive. He, I talk about Cade being able to, you know, look into the future. Bryce Williams can look into the future <laughs> on defense. You see, you make one dribble one way, he's already there. You almost mm-hmm. have to bounce him off of you. You dribble the other way, he's there. Rondell Walker, same thing. They're long. They've got length. Mm-hmm. They're athletic. Lateral quickness, excellent. But those guys are, are buying their time by being so good on defense. I keep saying it. I'm going to keep saying, how did no one find Bryce Williams? (laughs) I mean, obviously, out of Juco, you could see some of the stuff. But Mm -hmm. Ole Miss, I got to wonder what happened there. But you see that. You have that. And then you uh, that defense, right? They play such strong defense, which buys them minutes. And that's that's the identity of this team. Defense, get in transition at times. But it starts on defense. And these two guys love playing defense. Mm -hmm. But then on offense, it starts with Rondell. Yeah, I mean, his, his first step is lethal. He's, he's got length and he's got athleticism, but his first step is lethal when he's out in the perimeter. But you combine that with the shooting ability. That's another thing I think is so key. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of those things where if he could just shoot and he couldn't play defense, I don't think Mike Boyd would play him too much. I, I don't think so there. It's one of, you, th- you think about Thomas DeZago and so on, but it's not that Thomas DeZago didn't try to play defense. Mm-hmm. Some guys just don't have the physical traits, the lateral quickness to do that. He, played, he put his effort on defense, right? Rondell, he can do that. But he can also shoot, which is such an advantage because you obviously you can you can make threes, mm-hmm. right? You you kick the ball out out of uh out of those driving kicks, and you got Rondell Walker shooting it. But then off the dribble, he puts the ball on the floor, and he can just whip right past you. He's he's crafty. He got deceptive strength when he gets to the basket, and then he's also a good passer. Something we haven't seen too much of this year, but he did in high school. He's a good passer. He's a smart guy. He can pull up in the mid range. He can do those, some of those things. He hasn't done much of this year, but I've seen it in high school. He can do it. 
And then Bryce, same thing. He's an athletic guy who's, who's just able to get to the rim. Mm-hmm. He can pull up on a dime. We've seen some of that. He can pass. He can, again, play defense. He mm-hmm. grabs the, I think he led them in rebounds, actually, with seven, uh, right above Isaac Likely. But he's, he's got it all over him. These guys play hard, and they are talented, talented guys. And it's so key to have that off the bench where you, it's not like last year or two years ago, rather, when you just bring off the starters and everything would go into a slump. This is a deep team. And two guys who were two of your better, better, better best players in Rondell and Bryce Williams. I think you're right, too, because it's, it's almost like, you know, when, when Bryce Williams out on the floor, you're right. He predicts the future on defense, <laughs> right? And, and that, that, that's so valuable, right? Especially in the era of team defense, of help defense, you know, where, where you're right. supposed to be helping guys out, obviously. And, and Bryce Williams, the way he's able to do it is literally, it seems instinctual for him, right? Yeah. And how did nobody pick him up? Seriously, <laughs> seriously. We got to get up uh, old Mrs. Coach on the phone. We got to ask him. What, we, we, we gotta there's got to be some sort of skeleton in Bryce Williams' closet because, my goodness, what a great defender. Um, and Rondo Walker, too. My, you know, just a great, pleasant surprise in the season, I think, right? Uh, yeah. You know, for him to be so young and, and we, knew he was going to be good we knew the talent was there but we didn't know he'd be playing this much yeah that's that's my main thing you knew you had this much talent coming as a freshman obviously a pretty high recruit but you didn't know when you had so much talent you had Cade there mm-hmm. you had so much not only so much talent but so much guard talent yeah right he comes into a position that's loaded but these this osu team mike boyne is figuring it out that's what i love most about mm-hmm. this guy he does not make excuses for no. anything ever he figures it out oh we're not big enough We'll mm-hmm. figure it out. <laughs> oh, we got too many guards? We'll figure it out. Uh-huh. That's the Mike Boyd mentality, right? And it's awesome because it, because you can. That's that's the thing. We got to kick four players off. We'll right. figure it out. We'll figure it out. This, he sticks to his guts. Mm-hmm. He sticks to his policies. He sticks to his morals, his values, which is great. And then he produces on in the on the basketball court. That's mm-hmm. how he gets recruits. I mean, think about it. This, this is a guy who had three straight bad seasons, essentially. Sure. And still got the number one player. Still got a top five recruiting class. It's crazy. But yeah, I mean, you're right. With Rondell, it's it's surprising how how much he's playing. But it's not surprising you consider how much how good defense he is. <laughs> and that's where it really starts, but it is it's it's exciting when those guys are out. I think to end the game it was Avery, Bryce, Rondell, Cade, and Isaac Likely. Mm-hmm. Think about the defense, but also think about those guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I mean, it's crazy who's who's out there. This team is deep and they're still missing Chris Harris. They're still able to play ten guys. Uh, Chris Harris will make eleven and they, they are good. Really good. Mm-hmm. And you got guys who are gonna continue to get better. I thought Rondell I didn't know how much he was gonna play. I wouldn't be surprised. I, w- I came in thinking I wouldn't be surprised either way. But it is it is really great to see him, and he's got he's just, he's got all the physical traits. Mm-hmm. He's he's just got bigger, but he is good. His ceiling is insane. Sure. I think right, yeah. it's going to be fantastic over the next couple of years. Um, it, but going into this too is, is is not just Rondell. It's not just uh, Bryce Williams on defense. It's everybody, right? The right. high motor of this team is is astounding, really, sure. because they're able to whether it's man or zone, whether it's press or, or, or anything, right? You're they're able to apply pressure and get in the minds of these opposing offenses, right? Yeah. I think that stymied Wichita State to an extreme extent the other day. That's what you see with this OSU team, you know, watching them game after game, really letting them settle in. Like I said, their their identity is defense. There's no question about that. But the way this team plays defense, they are a high-pressure defense. They're going to get in the passing lanes. They're going to switch matchups. They're going to, you know, double guys on drives. And sometimes that leaves them exposed. And you talk about the three-point defense. I really – that Wichita State game, I was waiting there wondering whether the three-point defense was actually bad mm-hmm. or if it was just, you know, a consequence of 
late rotation. And when I say late rotations, I don't even think they're late. It's just when you help that much, you're going to leave yourself a little bit exposed. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it looked like more so because you even look back to Oral Roberts in Oakland with the two great three-point shooters and even just all the great three-point shooters. A lot of it came down to um, those guys were pulling up from like 29, 30 feet. Yeah. And it was it was a rotation that if you're going to help and you're going to double them, that's your identity to create turnovers, to play high pressure, to get in the mind of – the opposing team, then you're going to leave some of those things open. And that's what it looked like more so. And you saw it here. When they played t- that 2-3 zone, I think that's when they're at their best strength. But you can't do that against all teams, right? No. You can't because you talk about shooting, you talk about all that. But I think it's they, they're, they're so fluid on defense, and that's they, – yeah, they're stymied that because you're going to see some of them where guys are wide open for Wichita State. Mm-hmm. And it becomes a combination because you want to help, right? Kate, you bring Cades from the weak side. Then you're leaving a guy open on three-point line, and then you hand it there, and then – then for the next play, Kate stays there and someone else comes over from the, you know, Bernard or someone mm-hmm. rotates over. Then you leave the big man open. And then you're you're trying to rotate someone there, but you can in time because he's too far away. It's it's one of those things. Sometimes you're going to leave yourself exposed if you want to help that much. But that's okay because the positives outweigh the negatives. That's what happens. And I think there were a little bit of Wichita State where I could see the rotations being better because there's times where if you want to bring Bernard or Caleb Boone, whoever's covering the big man from the baseline, down to help on the driver, then you got to have the weak side guy come and help there, right? You're, you're going to need to do some of that, mm-hmm. and I think that's something Mike Boyne will work on. But those rotations, for the most point, they've, they've been strong at times. Texas Southern, they were so active. But it's it's that's what this defense is. It's a high-pressure defense. They get in your passing lanes, and they're, they're going to double. They're going to double on the drives. They're going to double when they need to. They're going to switch when they need to. And I think they're they're almost finding their pace in terms of how much to pressure, how, yeah. how much to switch or do all those things. Because at times, Texas Southern, UT Arlington a little bit, you saw a lot more of that pressure. You saw a lot more activeness on defense. And then mm-hmm. later on the, in the last few games, you, you see a little less. I think they're trying to throttle it back and forth, kind of understand – uh, we'll see a little bit more next game, but it looks like that sort of thing. But defense is certainly identity. Yeah, and that, that's that's what this team is able to do, right? They're able to cut through those passing lanes. They're able to apply pressure, and that's why this defensive identity is outstanding. My last question for you, Sadiq, is this. There was an interesting lineup uh, decision at the beginning. What did you think, and what did you make of Bernard Kuma starting? Yeah, I was I was a little shocked. I mean, <laughs> I wasn't too surprised. Like, I, I assumed it was a matchup thing. Um, but I, you know, I couldn't figure out why. <laughs> and usually I can, right? I don't, I don't think it was a rebounding thing because this guy didn't have a lot of rebounds, mm-hmm. if any. Uh, yeah, so I think it's a rebound. <laughs> he, he he had he had uh, quite a bit of fouls. Yeah, exactly. And I, I don't know if it was a physical presence thing. I don't know if he just you know felt bad for it. <laughs> no, I mean maybe I, it was I, his birthday. It might have, look. <laughs> All right, no, yeah, it's not like it. <laughs> All right, yeah, not to get too far fetched, but I mean I couldn't entirely figure it out. But it's it's a good sign in terms of how right, his development's going well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you see some of the plays and you see some of it. It's it's a little bit he's slow in rotations because he's so big on defense. So I I wonder why there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like he's a big rebounding presence. No, because your best rebounds are re- rebounders are guys like Keelan Boone, Isaac yeah. Likely, Bryce Williams, Cade. Um, I, I do wonder why. I, I really don't know. <laughs> I, I, I always figure things like that. body, I think, I really. Think, but yeah, what? I, I, I was a little surprised. I really was. It was it was odd, right? right? Especially against Wichita State, too. Yeah, because it wasn't like there was this, like, Azubuke-type body uh-huh. or something. I, I don't know. Maybe he was playing hard in practice that week. He, he probably was, right? He, I really good, wonder. Good week of practice for him. Um, and, yeah, <laughs> it was such a weird, such an interesting decision, but I'm, it's, I'm proud yeah, of my boy. Sometimes you see it where, okay, you just want that big mm-hmm. body to play defense and, you know, physicality in the post. Yeah. It's not like Wichita State had much of that, right? No. Where they were banging bodies in the post mm-hmm. or something. 
So I maybe know. a pick and roll guy, maybe a guy to, yeah. to set some screens. But even that. But it's like even that, yeah. Like he wasn't. It wasn't. You got yeah. physical guys in this lineup, right? I just and they didn't even do it a lot of times, uh-huh. and he wasn't in for a lot. So I, I really. Have no well, idea. I don't know. Yesterday was a holiday for me because he's my favorite <laughs> player of all time. Uh, besides, yeah, besides my boy Trey Reeves. That is all we have for you today. Uh, to, to get off the uh, the Bernard Kuva talk, that is all we have for you on this show. Uh, OSU getting another win to improve to six and zero and three and zero on the road. So we will be uh, at it with more coverage as the weeks go along. Uh, football coverage, basketball coverage, all of your OSU sports coverage for Ryan Ovzinski and Sadiq Tuma. Have a great day. <laughs>